Good evening, Rabbi Sai. Good vach. I don't know what it is for you guys. Some of you are coming off Yontif. Some of you are in Chicago at 12.15 in the morning. Beautiful. It's Mamash Kiddush Hashem to sit and learn. Some of you I see on Zoom here. We have over 40 people in different parts of the world. I have Mark Ashkenazi from New York. It's already 1.15 in the morning in New York. I don't know what he's planning on doing exactly. Uh-huh. Go to sleep. Well, I guess that's what's going to be next week. When I'm in New York, it's going to be a... A 12-15 share. Mom is like this, 12-15 share. Okay, you got to get your body used to it, Mark. Yeah. Okay, who else is on here from New York? You Israeli guys, doesn't matter. It's only 8 o'clock by you. Chaim Snow doesn't matter. Yoyli, Yoyli. Yoyli from Lakewood is on. All right, fine. Y'all? Okay. So, Rabbi Sai, we just finished share number one on Daphnun Dalaram Bay's we are going to be doing Daf Nun Hey, which is tomorrow's Daf. And this is for Eretz Yisrael, so that we have a Kvios and a Shir every single day. It doesn't mean that whoever's here now doesn't have to learn tomorrow. We have to learn tomorrow. There's a, every day, a Yoimi. We are tomorrow. Halachically, we are. But then, then that means we didn't learn yesterday. And there's going to be another Shir tomorrow at 11.15, correct. But on Yantif, every day we have to learn. Um, and then, yeah, and that's what I was, so right now we're going to do that afternoon. Hey, tomorrow morning in Chicago, 11.15 Chicago time, 12.15 New York time. Uh, Israel, obviously they can't watch it. We're going to do Daphne Vav. Very interesting Daphne. It happens to be a very simple daf with many, many pictures. There was over 28 pictures in Kol Shon book and many, many pictures on today's daf. It promises to be a very interesting daf. Today's shir, Lilu Nishmas Imi Merasi, Ruspas Mordechai, and the Rosh Hashiva in South Africa, Reb Avram Tanzer, who's just Nifter, uh, I think it was yesterday. Tan- Reb Avram Tanzer is a Rosh Hashiva there for 50 years in the Yeshiva College. He's a Rosh he's a Rav, he was a Rav for 50 years and a Rosh Hashiva there. So it's sponsored, Lilu Nishmasoi. Um, by our good friend, I have to say his name, I don't care, he didn't tell me not to, by our good friend, uh, Leon Welcher. So it happens to be, I spoke to Leon today, and he told me that he had the schos of calling up the Roshiva Ervim Kipper. He said, why not? He hasn't spoken to him in a long time, he spoke to him for a bit, so he had a schos to speak to him right before his ptira. Tremendous. All right. But I didn't know that he wanted to sponsor, I just noticed that now, so I apologize for not sponsoring the other daf, but is Neshama should have an Aliyah, and we should uh, not hear of any more Tsar, and it should be a, it should be a Melitz Yosher for Leon Welcher and the whole South African community, and for all of Klai Yisrael. Alright, so we're holding all the way in the bottom of the afternoon, Bays, Rava Omar, Asei Mo'adim Latoiro. You should make special Times and places for Torah, you should be koivea itim. Vainu domar avdimi bar choma bar doisa. Daf nun heyom adalaf. Maidichsev loy b'shomayimi v'loy me'ever layomhi. Torah is not in the heavens. It's not in the opposite side of the ocean. Loy b'shomayimi, meaning she'im b'shomayimi at the tzorch la'alis acharel. You're lucky that you have yeshivas here. You have people that 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 learn Torah here. But if not. If you're in a situation where it's far away, it's not an excuse not to learn Torah. You would have to go to the heavens. You'd have to travel the ocean to get to where you need to get to to learn Torah. You have to chase it across the ocean. Rav Omar, once again. No, I don't know if they changed the gears here. Is referring to Balgaiva. Somebody has his nose up in the in the heaven, in the air. So Torah doesn't stay with somebody who's a Balgaiva with the Torah. Look at me, look how much I know, look how smart I am. And it's not gonna be 
it's not going to stick around with somebody who thinks that he's, he's so great and he's so bright like the ocean. It won't be in the Gasi Ruach and the Balgaiva. You won't find Torah and people, the businessmen that travel a lot, and the peddlers. Although they say the Marsha was a, was a businessman, he used to go to the market. But the point is that it's not all day. You're not in business all day, all day. How are you going to learn Torah if you're in business all day? People like that, they don't get to keep the Torah. Peddlers all day. Yeah, the Marsha used to go to the marketplace, but he wrote the Marsha. And he used to learn Torah all day. Once in a while, he went to the marketplace to, 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 do, to do his business. Torah Abonon. Ketzad Ma'abri Mishar. Okay, so here we go, Rabbi Isai. Let me make some room here for all these charts. Phenomenal. It's beautiful. It's like we live in a generation. This guy spent a million dollars on the Sefer Kol Alashon. And uh, if you do the math, 28 pictures... Yo, that's it. No more water until the end of the year, okay? Dolly. Thank you. Don't be sorry. Dolly. Don't be sorry. <laughs> All right, good. I, I, I'm going to have to go to the bathroom soon if you give me too much water. All right. Kesem Harim Sa'arim. So, no, I mean, do, do the Cheshmer. 28 pictures. It comes out to like, you know, um, $20,000 worth of pictures just on this daf. Kesem Harim Sa'arim. How do you, how do you uh, start your tchum when you have a city? So you can go through all the different shapes of cities. Now, when you have a tchum, you have, let's say you have a, a city, it's 2,000 amas by 2,000 amas, just a typical city. So it's a nice square. You go from the square, 2,000 amas in each direction. But what if it's not a square? What if it's a circle? What if it's a rectangle? What if it's a bow shape? Different shapes. I'm going through the shapes now. Arucha, arucha, kamoshihi. And the Gemara is going to explain, if it's rectangle, you leave it as is. Agula, if it's round, you square it out. Which I didn't say yesterday. Yeah, you asked me yesterday. Here we go. Now we learned it today. What did I tell you yesterday? The wrong pshat. Wrong pshat. Okay. Here's the right pshat. Agula, you square it out. Mirubas, if it's square, you don't make it anything. You don't do anything. The Gemara is going to explain everything. What if it's here? So, picture number one, Rabbi Isai. Here we go. You have, let's say, a V-shaped city, sort of. So you just square it out. Here we go. Beautiful. You see, this is the shape of the city in the white. You square it out to the blue. Now you have a nice square. Pretend that there's houses filled in over here. Yeah, sort of like a triangle. That's what it is. The bottom line is you got to get to a square. Any shape you have, you get to a square, basically. Not any shape, but some shapes. What if a house juts out? Let's see where that picture is. It really belongs somewhere else. But here's a picture. You have a house... Mm, right over here. You see this house jutting out? I painted it in red. So you can see it, red, red roof. It pokes out. It's not in line with other houses. So that city gains whatever you start from that house. That house is your marker. That's where you start from. The Gemara is going to explain. What if two houses pop out? You stretch out a, a string. So it goes from the outside surface of your furthest house, the house that bumps out, like we had yesterday when we had the towers in the city. It starts from the furthest point of the city. The furthest house. Now we're not just talking about houses, like random. They're in line over here, you see? They're in line. But one of them juts out a little bit. Juts out over here. So you get a few extra feet over there. What if the city is a bow shape? So, the bow shape... 
Why yeah. Yo wants to know why he juts out. Why is it not even? Anybody have a good answer for him? Here's a Keshas. It's a very good Kasha. Maybe on the ride home tonight. At 1 o'clock, I'll tell you the answer, okay? Okay. So, basically the city is in a bow shape. A bow has, I don't know what it's called in English, a string... In Hebrew, it's called the Yasser. This green line is the string, the imaginary string that you have. So it's a bow shape. A bungalow, well, a bungalow colony? Not mamish, but okay. A half a cloth. Half a? Time. Cloth. Okay. Why are my charts not in order? I thought I ordered them up here. Here, kimingam. Ah, y'all mixed them up. <laughs> When I wasn't looking, he mixed them up, he says. Kimingam, it looks like a gimel, or like what we call a reish. So since it's, you fill in the blank, you square it out, you make a nice square out of this reish. This is a, a upside down L. Here, we'll make it an L. Uh, you just, you make a square out of an L. Fine. That's a gam. Keshes we're going to see a lot more soon. You fill in the keshes, you fill in the entire area over here with fake houses, imaginary houses, and Memela, you start your tchum from this green line. The tchum goes from here, 2,000 amas downwards, you can see the line right over here, 2,000 amas, from this imaginary line. Omar Mar, we just learned, let's go through each one now. If it's a rectangle, leave it as is. What are you supposed to do? Chop off the rectangle to make it into a square? No, the opposite. I would think you should add to the rectangle to make a rectangle a square. I think I even have a picture for this. Yeah, here. Not that we need a picture, but if they already designed it and put the money into it, might as well use it. I don't know if you could see it. I don't see it so well on my screen here, but you guys might have it larger. You see... There's a red line here. So I think that you take this narrow rectangle, square it out, make it nice and big. No, you don't. Okay. Mal the same You should make the width the same size as its length. You don't. If it's square, you don't give it corners. Pshita. Loitzricha says the Gemara. Listen to this. This is amazing. Why would I give corners to a square? A square has corners. Why would I do that? Says the Gemara. Loitzricha. The Merabah It's not in line with the world. It's not facing north and south. It's on an angle. Here, here's the picture. It's the square is a beautiful square, but here's, here's east, west, or in English, north, south, east, west. So you, you think that you have to square it out, that the, squ- the flat line should be exactly towards north, not, huh? No, it's a square, but the square needs to be this way, because north is up. It's, the, it's a square and an angle. They, 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 they. They made the square the wrong way. If this is north, this is south, perhaps you have to square it out that your straight line should be towards south, north, and your straight line should be towards south. I would think so. Mao, the same. You guys decided to make a funny shaped city, square, but not in the direction of the world. The world has straight lines, and you're not in line with the world. So maybe you should straighten it out with the world and make a square to the world. Kamash Malon, no. Rabbi said, you're going to have to excuse the, the, the guys in Chicago are getting tired. They're going to have a lot of shtusim tonight. <laughs> Including for myself. Rabbi said, you're going to have to excuse the guys in Chicago are getting tired. 
If one house comes out and you say you draw a straight line from that house, if you have two houses on a line, on a, uh, in that same line, so of course two houses should create the new line. Says the Gemara, what we're talking about here, and I cheated before I used that picture, I have no idea where it is now. Oh, here. If you look closely, you'll see there's two houses on this side and one on this side. Yeah? Two houses on both sides. So you get an extra couple feet on this side, extra couple feet on the other side. That's the Chiddush here. Now let's jump into the arrow. If the city was built like, a, like an arrow, like a bow. Not an arrow, a bow. So what you do is, yo, make sure that the YouTube is on, okay? Every once in a while, make sure that it doesn't... Uh, and how much battery do I have left, Yosef? Tell me how much battery, because I have a battery pack here in case we have to... Mm-mm. Don't touch, don't touch. Don't touch, don't touch the screen. No. I did. Come here. Good? All right. Only 25% here. We got to use this battery. Here. You know how to plug it in? Let's see. Where's the wire? Ive. In your house. Oh, I have the wire. Hold on. Sorry, guys. Okay. Plug in. Over here and over there. Very good. Okay, weiter. We're doing good. We're doing good. So, we're talking about a bow. Just be careful with the phone. Don't the phone is moving too much. Okay, that's it. Very good. So, what we're talking about, this is Pasha. You fill this whole area in, here's the line, you go 2,000 amas from the line. Yeah, the straight line. So it's more very simple. If from this first house to the last house, there's more than 4,000 amma. What does that mean? If you guys remember, and, and, and Aryeh said the other day, the case of the cave. Remember the cave? You come out of the cave and you have 2,000 amma. If they overlap each other. So over here also you have two tchumim. Here's 2,000 amma and here's 2,000 amma. If they overlap each other, then we're okay. Then we could go, we could base our tchum from this green line and downwards. However, if there's more than 4,000 amma from this point to this point, that's more than two tchumim, then you have to measure from up here. You have to start from the houses. You don't get this imaginary fill. You can't fill it up. So halacha number one is, and, and the Gemara is going to elaborate a little bit later on this, but it has to be less than 4,000 amma. Now, there's a very interesting taisvis, and that's why I took this picture, because this includes the taisvis. Meaning, if from the third house, for instance, from the third house and the third house, you draw a line, and that's less than 4,000 amma, so you could, then you could start your tchum from that line. In other words, you don't have to go all the way back to this house, says Tysus. That's why there's a couple lines here in this, in this picture. You see? There's a line over here, line over here. A nice picture in the art scroll. This is Tysus from the art scroll. This one right over here. Higher? Oh, for the YouTube. You can see in the art scroll, they, they, it's dark over here, right? So the dark part is fine. It's, it's less than 4,000 hours. I can use that as my new tchum. This picture over here. Okay? Fine. Shkoyach. Just uh, to confuse us a little bit. But okay, fine. Umi Abar Achi. The Ravuna really say this. So. Oh, yeah, I missed this one. This is a nice picture. Let's go back for a second. This is a nice picture. If you have a round city, 
you square it out nicely with the blue lines, because I drew it, I had to spend time drawing so that it's nice, and you get this extra corner here that you wouldn't have had otherwise. If you just do 2,000 amas from the, the circle, you wouldn't have this extra 400 ama, which we'll discuss more or less. No, we'll talk about that later. That's a whole different story. That's tomorrow. Here's a city. What happened was, I'm just going to tell you because I'm tired, and this is what I went through my head as I was learning this. Basically, there's a group of women standing over here, and they had, like, let's say 100 women, and two Israeli cockroaches <laughs> showed up, and they just ran right through the city. That's, that was my, I don't know, fine. It was a... And they destroyed the wall, they destroyed everything in their way. Okay? But it used to be a full city, this thing. So how much? There's 141 amma. What's 141 amma? 141 amma is two times, there's two times 70. Right? We said that a karfav, we learned in the beginning of the sechah, karfav, karfav, 70. 70 and a, and a third. So this is 141 and two-thirds. Okay? Says the Gemara. Uh, no, I said, the, my math is off. 141 and a third. Because that's 70 and two-thirds. 70 and two-thirds times two is 141 and a third. So, So what's the cash here? Hold on a second. Omar Abono says the Gemara, how do you have more than 141? How does Ravuna say that if you have less than 4,000 Amma, you have 4,000 Amma, that's a lot of Amas, between side to side. Over here he says, all you could have is 141 amma. That's the max that you could have between these two. And over here he's saying they could have, where's the keshes? Oh. And over here he's saying you could have 4,000 between the two. The Gemara wants to make a comparison between this case. Here's a city and here's a city. And you could have a, a 4,000 amma gap between the two cities, so to speak. And over here, your gap could only be 141 amma. So Gemara says the obvious answer. As soon as you read it, you know the answer. This city is completely open through and through. So you actually have a 141 gap that goes through the entire city. This city is connected. It's, there's no gap. There's a difference from here to here, from one end of the city to the other end of the city. There's a difference of 4,000 amma. But it's, it's not a gap through and through. So what, what's Rav Huna adding over here in this case? Rav Huna is saying, that you get 70 amma for each side of a city. Here's 70, and here's 70. Together it's 141. But Ravun already said this halacha, that every city gets 70 amma, 70 and two-third amma. He already told it to us. Now, if you get, just as, as a, to understand, if you get 70 and 70, and this is considered 141, so this is considered one whole city. If this is considered a whole city, one city, so if I'm walking from here to here in this direction, going this way, then my city starts over here, it ends over here, and I get 2,000 amma from this point going this way. But if these are two separate cities, then my tchum starts at this point. This is the end of my city. So because I give you two karfifas, two bonus... Um, what's a good word for a karfaf? Um, um, no. Not an extension. Uh, uh, okay, whatever the word is. Boundary, yeah, but uh, like a little bit of a, a buffer. 
I think a buffer is a good word. A nice buffer. You get a 70 amma buffer. So if I, I take this buffer and this buffer, I put them, combine them together, now my city becomes one. And now my tchum starts over here. Okay. Hamar Ravuna Chodazimna. Ravuna told it to us. Now we're going to turn to Davnun Hayam the Bay, sponsored by Mark Steinberg. Schos. For Shidduch for his son, Yitzchok Pesach Yehuda ben Meir Yosef, and by Mr. Anonymous, Hatzloch in Yiddishkeit, and a schos for his family to, to be tired of Yiddin. Raboisai, if you're Mr. Anonymous that sent in $5,000 today to, uh, to, to MDY, please let me know who you are. And, and, uh, and don't say it's you, because I have ways to tell. My brother told me it was me. I said, yeah, but it wasn't $5,000. He said, yeah, it was $5,400. I said, eh, wrong. Next. So anyways, I have a simon. Ravelli, it was me. It was me. So why did you send me that email to ask me who it was? <laughs> He's the one that notified me about it. I think I know what it is, because, um, yeah, somebody sent me a message and said, uh, did you get any nice donations recently? Yeah. This is probably him. Yeah. All right. Zokta I need I need these things here. Shkoyach. All right. So we're turning the page now. Rav Huna said this halacha about karfifois, about the 70 ama. What's, why did he have to say it again by this case of a city that was breached by an army of, 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 of soldiers, of whatever you want to say. It was, just ran through the city right through the middle and they, they left... A 141 gap. Isn't that the same halacha as saying that a city gets a 70 amma buffer times two? There's two cities, they, get, they should get two, two, two buffers. We learned, you, every city gets a buffer. In other words, according to the mayor, when you want to measure the tchum, you don't jump from the, from the wall. You do your tchum from the buffer. So you get... 2,000 amas plus 70 and two-thirds. You do it from the, from the two-thirds. What are you doing on? Why are you listening to this? This is not for you. Every day is a daf. You should be watching this matzah yantif. Okay, fine, fine. And you want to? If it's just chazar, it's fine. Oh, if you have two cities, like so, two cities... So I put a little bit of a buffer in there. Oh, here's Rav Huna that said this halacha. He says you get a buffer, 70 plus 70. No, that's exactly what we're talking about. Here's two beautiful cities. They have nice walls. You get 70 plus 70, 141. Over there, in this case, it's not such a beautiful city. It used to have, uh, it used to have its glory days. And now... Something ran through it, a, a tornado ran right through the center of it. But it's also two cities. Look, two cities, two cities, identical. Says the Gemara. Fine, you have two cities, you get 70 Ami, you don't get 141. But who is the one that said you get 141? Three they're very different. Look, this city was perfect once upon a time. Asari. These guys. Uh, yeah. This, this one right over here, that was once upon a time a city. It was one city. So Mamela, I'll say, okay, it was, it was a mutterdika place. Everything was great. This whole area was, was part of the city. So now all I'm doing is I'm, I'm putting a band-aid and then I'm attaching it back together to where it was once upon a time. But when it's two separate cities like this, it never had a, a time that was mutter to carry from here to here. So why should I add? Why should I add buffers here? You know what? Over here, they deserve two buffers because it's two cities. Each city needs a buffer to take care of their business. Whatever they do on the outside of their wall, they put their wood there. They, you know, every city needs a little bit of a buffer. So it's two cities times two, you get 141. But over here, there's never a buffer to begin with. They built the city without a buffer. This just happened now. It's a new invention that this happened. 
So why should they get any buffer? They, they're not used to buffers to begin with. So you want to give them two buffers? Why should they get two? Emeloi Tzricha. Says the Gemara. Vikamahave ben Yeser lekeshes. Yeser is the string of an arrow. How much room is there between this string and the city? Talking about again, a case where it's less than 4,000 ama from here to here. All you get is a total distance of 2,000 ama from here to here. From the bow till the string, 2,000 ama. Even more. I love this. This I love. Why? Listen to this, Svara. It makes a lot of sense. It can be even more than 2,000 amas. I'm sure you guys are thinking about it as well. Makes a lot of sense. Listen to this. What if this guy wants to go somewhere? He could just go through the entire city. He'll make his way to the other to the opposite and go. Why are you limiting him to here? Why should he start his tchum up top on the top of the on top of the bow? If he really wants to, he'll take a trip, a mutter dicker trip on Shabbos. He's allowed to walk through the through the neighborhood on Shabbos. He'll get here and start his two thousand am over here. Why are you limiting him? He has a way out of it, so it doesn't make any sense to stop him and say, oh, it's more than 2,000 amas, you can't do it anymore. Fine, Rabbi Yisai, we're done with that. Brand new sugya. Yes. Yeah. More than 4,000 amas, that's the halach that we said before. Then this doesn't work. Unless you have, like over here, less than two, like Taisif said. Over here, 2,000, in the center, 2,000, whatever. So where's that picture? Just from yesterday, just uh, why not throw it in? If we're doing a lot of pictures, might as well. Gedudiyos are a churban, a churva. You have, not a churban, a churva. You have ruins. You have a lot of these in Eretz Yisrael, actually. You go on the highway, or in, in, in Bechem, it's just in the middle of the neighborhood. All of a sudden, like the government doesn't allow you to touch it. You have to keep it there. It could be only a couple hundred years old, but... They're mostly like a thousand years old, let's say. Fine. You have a churva. So the city limit, you would think this is the city right over here. No. It goes by the churva. If, the, if there's a churva within 70 ama of the city, we start past that point. Mike Dudiois, what does it mean? We're talking about three walls with no ceiling. What happens if you have two walls? And the ceiling caved in. Oh, I'm sorry. And it has a ceiling. It has a ceiling. It has a ceiling. Oh, so now, very good. Easy stuff. We're going to tell you what's good. And then we're going to take the same exact thing and say it's not good. Mamish double lashon here. This is how you make, this is part of a city. Nefesh. We spoke about nefesh. The oil, right? I already got uh, Shlomi Klein, Shlomi Klein called me up, but I'll tell you, you come to New York, I'll take the oil. Here's the oil. Oil is part of the city. Nefesh. It's called a nefesh. If it has four amos, nefesh is four amos, four amos, four remember the toll booth on the bridge, right over here, toll booth. Vakever, sheesh bohem beizdiro, and a, a tombstone that has some sort of, uh, you could live in there, you know, they used to have it, I guess they still have it in certain places, on top of the shul, the shamash lives on top of the shul, so it's not just a place to, to, to daven in, but it's a place to live in. So anything that has a base dira is considered, that's where you start the city, yeah? Really? So that's not mamish. Oh, well, yeah, no, it doesn't have, a base dira. A base dira means a place that you live in, and it could be, you know, mukaf ladira. It's it's to, 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 I don't know what people hang out there all, all night long. And a geisha place, uh, a monastery or something that has a place to live in, like kumarim, for the kumarim. 
Voruvois, stables, Voitsarois, silo, place to, to keep your, your, your wheat, Shabbasodois, Vishbem Bezdira. People live there to, to, to guard it. Vaburgonim Shabbasoicha. If you have huts in the field, Vabai Shabayam. You have a house in the middle of the ocean. What is it called? The uh, lighthouse. lighthouse. Yeah, the lighthouse in the middle of the ocean. The Gemara is going to say it's a little different than a lighthouse, but we can, we, we, we can understand what it means. <coughs> it's all part of the city. And these are those that are not part of it. Now the same thing that we just said, just it doesn't meet the criteria. If it's an oil that has two open walls on both sides, bridge without a booth. the guy doesn't live there. And a shoulder doesn't have a house for the shamash like this shul right here. By the way, I have to say a tremendous yishkoyach to Rabbi Tversky. He's never going to hear this, but a big yishkoyach to Rabbi Tversky for hosting us and allowing us to be here. I wasn't so nice to him. I saw Moshe Shabbos. He's coming off the Malav Malka, but I was I was already a few minutes late. I was like, ah, bye. You know, I hope he wasn't insulted by that. But okay. Tell him Yosef that I that I felt bad. Or a um, a church that doesn't have a place for the priest to, to live in. And a stable and silo doesn't have the base dero, and a pit, and a, and a elongated pit, and a cave, and some, uh, you know, a, a pigeon place. Kids are in, in the field, that's not enough. Just because you have pigeons, that, that doesn't make it a base dero, you have to live there. And a house on a, on a ship. Ship is constantly moving. You can't consider that a, a city. <clears throat> so it's not part of the city. We said all this for one thing. You have an oil that's, that was breached on two of its walls. Through and through. My love, they could take her up. No. Isn't that what we're asking? We're asking if you have two walls and a roof, is that also like three walls with not a roof? In other words, that, could that be considered part of the city? No, here's a, here's, a, here's a case. You have oil with a roof, and the wind came through and breached your two walls, but it has a roof. Loy, delekatikra. No, it's not a good riot. Fine, all that, and we just pushed it off in a second. No, it moves, it moves. No good. But a house on the water, who makes a house on the ocean? It could be an aircraft carrier, and it could house how many uh, soldiers? Like 5,000, 3 to 5,000 soldiers on one aircraft carrier. But it's not a city, because it moves. But a house, a tiny little lighthouse in the middle of the ocean, what do you do with it? It's to, to take to take things off the ship and on the ship to move things around. You, you store it there, then you come back and you grab it. So we said a cave is not part of the city. But a cave is part of the city. This that we say that a cave is part of the city, Rabbi Isai, is a very particular cave. It's a cave that starts out with a nice little house. Oh, I'm thinking now in the, in the next to Beth Shemesh is a place called Marat Anitifim, famous, the, what is it called? Scalactic, uh, scalactic, uh, whatever you say. Uh, how do you say it? Scalactic, scalactic. Whatever, you know what I'm talking about. Marat Anitifim. What is it? Stalactite, I think it is. No, 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 that's not how you pronounce it. Stalactite cave. It's a thing that comes down anyways. It's right next to Bishemesh, in Bishemesh. So that's a cave. But before you get into the cave, you have to pay money. So there's like a little house. You know, there's a little structure leading into the cave. So that is considered a cave that's part of the city. That would be part of Bishemesh, let's say. What is it? Stalactite. Whatever. Anyway. Ask the Gemara, how could that be? How can you tell me a cave has a structure in the front? But at the end of the day, then it's a house. So who cares about the, the who cares that there's a cave? If you have a house that's 
next to the city within 70 amma of a city, that's part of the city. You start your city from that house. You tell me it's a cave with a house. So drop the cave, you have a house. What do you need a cave for? No, the house is not four amas. Together with the cave, it has four amas. Here's a picture, beautiful picture from Chol Halashon. It actually has a blow up of the house. Here's the city. Here's a cave. I don't know if you can see it. You make it out. Here's a cave. And there's a little house. And it says, The house is within 70 amma, but it's not four amas, but it's most of the four amas, says Taisvis. You have to have most of the four amas. In other words, two and a little bit of the amma on the house, 1.9 on the cave. So together you have a house and a cave, and that's where you start. This is the line right over here. I don't know if you can make it out. Here's the line. That's where you tchum. The, red, the orange line starts from this line right over here, not from this city, because you have a cave and a house structured together. When you're in the cave, how far can you go into the cave? No, once you're in the cave, the whole cave is, is, is no, one no, resource. No, That's what we said. Then you should. You have a cave, you can go for miles and miles. It's one house. One, a house is a house. doesn't matter how big. You could have Bill Gates' house, a 50,000 square foot house. It's considered four amas halakhically. No, no, no. You're talking about something. You're talking about the cave that had two openings. Two openings on top, but in the cave itself, it's 4,000 amas on the bottom. You can go as far as you want. On the bo- inside the cave, you can go as far as you want. It's 4,000 amas. Huh? What? Which piece? Let's go, let's go. We'll talk afterwards. Omar Avona. No, 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 no. It's the lactics. Omar Avona. Here's the people. No man, what are they called in Hebrew? They're, they're the uh, no, the um, no, the the, the Arabs that, that 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 just the Bedouins. There you go, the Bedouins that live in these huts, literally like this. I think I said this is how they live in little huts. Okay, sukkahs. We're talking about sukkahs, mamish, and yonin the yomer aboisai in huts. Says the Gemara that these hut dwellers they don't get any tchum. From where they are, they go weiter. They're, they're, not, they're not in the city. So this guy back here is going to say, wait a minute, but the tchum should start by my friend. No! His friend is a, is a blow-away tent. That's nothing. As the Gemara, Kasher from the Midbar. So they, they Yisrael camped Ala Yardin. This place. Says I saw this place with my own eyes. In, in today's measurement, something like six miles by six miles, seven, seven by seven, six and a half, whatever, in that range. Like imagine six miles by six miles. That's how large their encampment was. Okay. So it's the Kasha. Vitanya. When they had to relieve themselves, a nifnin And this encampment over here, they could only go backwards. They can't go to the side of the camp. Why? Because Tamara Gashbarak is going to tell them, pick yourselves up, let's go. Where are we going? They don't know. They could go to the right, they could go to the left, and they go forward. Most likely, 99% chance that they're not going to go backwards. Because is not going to make them go back from where they came. They, they are most likely going to go forward. Right? It's not nice to, to make them go backwards. So they're going to go right, left, or front. So mainly they cannot relieve themselves right, front, and left. But they could relieve themselves back. Now, if a guy lives at the other end of camp, he can't relieve himself in the front of the camp. So he has to go to the back of the camp. He has to walk six miles in Shabbos. Six miles and relieve himself all the way in the back of the camp, behind the camp. No, but Klai Yisrael are in huts. We make sukkahs. Why are we making sukkahs? Tomorrow. Today, United Israel, tonight, right now. A hut is not a tchum. How could I walk from one sukkah to the other six miles, basing it on all these sukkahs that are along the way, when a sukkah is not part of a tchum? They didn't have structures. It wasn't made out of metal, cement, Nice houses, these were flimsy huts. That's why we make a sukkah. 
only behind them. You ask me a question from the Midbar. Hakushbaruch is going to declare to them when to get up, when they should make a camp, when they should rest, when they should travel. Hakushbaruch makes them consider they are considered kavua. They are there to stay for the time being. So their flimsy huts have. Halacha of a house, and they may like to walk six miles through these huts. It's not considered that I'm going out of the tchum. By the way, stop, I'm thinking now. Kleisrol didn't have to relieve themselves in the midbar. If they ate man, they didn't have to. So if they messed up and they took some candy from a guy, or maybe the slav, I'm not sure about the slav, probably the slav they had to go to the bathroom. But the man, they didn't have to relieve themselves. So it wasn't such a big problem for them. That one guy, I'm saying, it's not that everybody had to walk six miles in Shabbos. A few people that had taivas and uh, went out of their way to, to eat food they shouldn't be eating, then they had to go. Fine. If within these huts you have three chatseris, one, two, three, these are courtyards. A courtyard could only be when you have two houses. Two houses create a courtyard. So you have one, two, three times two houses. So you have a total of six houses. Each courtyard has two houses. And you have huts everywhere. So the houses make this place a kavua place. That was my last chart for today. All right, hold, 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 hold. We're almost done. Let's finish this up. These people that live in huts, the, the Bedouins, and these people that live in the desert, their life is not a life. They don't enjoy the pleasures of life. They're constantly running. They constantly have to live through all the elements, the heat, the cold, the rain. You should know that their wives don't belong to them, and therefore their children don't belong to them. The Gemara explains, person that lives in a tzriv, in a hut, he's like he lives in a, in a, in a, in a, in a cemetery, he lives in a caver. And on his children and his daughters, his daughters are considered behemas, meaning they're not his daughters. My time, why? The men don't have bathhouses. So the men have to travel far to get to a bathhouse. Oh, and then comes some Russia. And, you know, okay, whatever. I was thinking about a Marshal Bismanazeh, certain places in the summer, whatever. Not going to go there. I go about it. But the husband disappears and he has to go to the Merchats, then people step in. And this znus, and the, the husband can't be sure that's his children. His wife is not his, his children are not his, his daughter becomes a behemoth. Now, I'm just thinking to myself out loud here, only the men went to the bathhouse. Can you imagine what women were talking about? The, uh, to the taiva, no, this is no they didn't even go to the bathhouse, the women. Says the Gemara, Another pshat is, because the women had to go to the mikvah. And when they went to the mikvah, they went in groups. And the, the bad guys would see these women walking to the mikvah, then they would, they would, they would, they would take advantage. What's the difference between the two, the, 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 the two If there was a river that wasn't good, says Rashi, you can't bathe yourself in the river. It was a terrible river. It was good enough for, for Hilchus mikvah was okay. So the women, the, nobody would take advantage because they had a mikvah right there next to the house. But the husband still had to go to the Beis HaMerchatz. So they would take advantage then. Don't live in the desert, so you don't have these issues. Omer Avuna. Kolir Shein Bayarak. Any city that doesn't have vegetables, Why? Because <coughs> vegetables are really good to, it's a good source of energy, and they're very cheap. And therefore, you can learn Torah. Now, 
Tosis just points out here that we learned in Masech Shabbos Daf Kuf Mem that it's not good for Atam Tachachim to eat vegetables. It makes you want to eat more. So he says, and you're going to eat a lot of bread, etc. So you're going to actually end up spending more money. So he says, no, this Gemara is talking about cooked vegetables. Over there is talking about raw vegetables. Just important to know the, the, the difference. Remember the Yorg Malia, so what are you telling me? Vegetables are good for you? But Tanya, <coughs> I thought this was very interesting because it's very different than what we understand today and what people are not think about it. People like to do a lot of exercise and they eat a lot of vegetables, a lot of salad, and a lot of whole wheat bread. But Three things cause a person to relieve himself a lot. They bend the person over. Kitzer, he loses his strength. And they cause him to lose one five hundredth of his eyesight. Pas kibar. Whole wheat bread is no good for you. And new beer, fresh beer. Viarak and vegetables. Mamish, the opposite of what? Beer is geschmack for you, whole wheat bread. Don't eat the regular bread. Only whole wheat. And eat a lot, a lot of salad. Loi kashia. Ho betumi vikarti. Leek, garlic, tumi. Garlic and leek. That's, according to one Pshan Rashi, that's how Rashi goes. That's good for you. Ho bishayarki. All the other vegetables of the world, no good for you. Kesanya shum yorok. Garlic is considered a vegetable. Creation leek is chatziyarg is only considered a half vegetable. Nira snoin, if you see a radish, nira samchaim. That's life. You'll, you'll get to live. Votanyo nira snoin, nira samamavis. It says another place. See a radish? That's terrible. It's a killer. Loikashi. Kan bolim. The leaves are bad for you. Can be moist. The, the, the mother vegetable, the actual vegetable itself, is good for you. Can be moisachama in the summer. The radish is very good for you. Can be moisak shomim, and over here in the winter time, radish is no good for you. Raboisai, Yishkoyach, thanks for joining us. Have a wonderful, wonderful yontif to everybody. Wonderful chalamoyed if you're in Eretz Yisrael. And uh, right now we are sleeping in the sukkah if you're in Eretz Yisrael. Everybody have a wonderful, wonderful evening. Yishkoyach, it's beautiful. Thank you very much. I don't think anybody left for the second shir. Unbelievable. No one. No one. Okay, beautiful. Aguta Nacht, everybody. Chaperayin some shlof. We'll be back here at 11.15 in the morning tomorrow for a beautiful daf noon vav.